You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. Welcome back to our Watch Along Critical Commentary Podcast. Uh, recorded today uh, on the Treaty 8 territories of the Cree, Beaver, Dene, and Métis nations. And uh, where are you at, Chloe? I'm still on Suminus and Sunenu. Oh, heck, I just pronounced that incorrectly. Let me just uh, pull up the correct pronunciation, but I'm mostly on Suminus territory. Fabulous. And uh, of course, Riverdale is mostly shot in the Coast Salish territories, uh, where we are usually based. Um, important character in yeah. every shot. Uh, so, American Graffiti, George Lucas. Yeah. It's Snunemu. I'm sorry. Let me just complete my land acknowledgement correctly. Snunemu. Mm-hmm. My I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Fixed it now. Practicing new words and new names. Part of being on new land. Yeah. Um, sorry, you were saying. American graffiti. George Lucas's dialogue is so bad, and I felt tribute given to that this week. Um there were parts I, of the dialogue uh, that love- were so bad. I love the movie American Graffiti, so I will just uh, move on from that comment swiftly. <laughs> I mean, you've watched Star Wars. Yeah. You've watched it, the new, His, his the writing is very... Uh, the prequels are, are a disaster, but the um, <laughs> I do think George Lucas can at least be credited for his writing being very in genre. Yes, yes, definitively caricaturally boldly absolutely <laughs> i give you that um american graffiti is a is a pretty good movie um it's um, be, yep i agree it's been a few years since i have seen it so ditto i remember it being a great um caricature of americana mm-hmm. um, it felt it felt so overwrought in a way that this episode does over dramatic um everything's a little bit big golly gee yeah it's true everything was very very dialed that's true Mm. i noticed that actually i thought it was because i was watching alone and i wasn't busy talking which i often am in um sorry riverdale gang a little bit of a cold a little bit of a sniffle um uh a little watching bit. it alone watching it yeah, alone i wasn't I, chatting it's through it you. it's, it's not, not just me. you yeah that's interesting of course that's pulled from george lucas that's a good point i uh didn't <laughs> clock that the first time around cool and um yeah uh i do not remember american graffiti well enough to know if there's anything that they're pulling uh in the um in the book club plot line and Cheryl I and don't Tony think so the big other side, the, other story the big memory i have the two big me- three from american graffiti are that the main character gets kind of stuck with this younger girl someone's younger yeah. sister the rides, the cruising around thing. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah, yeah. drives around with her, and so I was kind of waiting for like a an awkward sidekick to pop up, but it never did. Mm-hmm. And right. um, th- the cruising and like bumping into each other all the time, cruising, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, this definitely wouldn't have happened, but there is a moment in American Graffiti where the main character pulls up next to a car and the person who's driving it is a very young Harrison Ford. <laughs> so um, he's in True. he's in he's in American Graffiti very briefly. Yes. So back in his carpenter drug dealing days. Yeah. Guys had a great life. <laughs> Bless him. Um, uh, they did not get Harrison yeah. Ford. But they did, uh, they did, um, like, Archie oh. was very upset that they didn't show up at Pops. Yeah, so I wondered if that was sort of a delayed, but also that quality to the, to the, to the, um, the 
diner. Uh, I mean, mm. that's very American graffiti, but that's just kind of in era. Um, yeah, I I think I think it was mostly the cruising and the car obsession, and as you pointed out, the very George Lucas dialogue that was particularly American graffiti about this episode. Hmm. We we also have an um what felt to me like a filmically condensed teen sexuality uh plot. Okay. Um you know, Betty and Veronica and Archie and Reggie, they've they've had dynamics and uh, they've had interactions for over episodes past, but this felt like a pressure cooked film comedy romance subplot. Like they came at these things with mission and with distraction and thing to overcome and perils and just very, very like a, a, a contained, um, the date felt very, um, like a complete hijinks. Yeah, totally. That's true. It was a very complete hijinks. It was very like plot point in a rom-com completed. Mm-hmm. And and the the just obliviousness of the men to catch the extremely forward um, offer and energy and pursuit, um, because they're yes. into cars and jealous of each other about cars. It's, yeah. Um, it I, I I I'm reminded that at periods in history now, um, there have been stretches of the uh, like where where women leave the sexual dynamics and advances in in storytelling and literature with a different um very different plot agency and this feels like hearkening to a little bit of that yeah totally um yeah sort of quality to chivalry where you can't really tell a woman no i mean you can Mm -hmm. but um something like you'll pick me up at eight is very Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. considered very flirty and like there's an obligation present there. Mm-hmm. It's all quite strict and formal somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really noticed about Fangs and Midge's plotline is Midge seems to be having the easiest pregnancy ever, which is cool. People have easy pregnancies. <laughs> Yay for her. Um, Yay. After and... everything she's gone through. Truly. <laughs> Um, and we didn't get Fangs' performance. We didn't, I was, thought. I thought we were building mm. to like a music number like we've gotten in a lot of episodes of Riverdale. And I was kind of disappointed we didn't get it. I, I wonder if there was one cut for time in the script at some point. Because that does seem like the sort of thing they would just shoot. Yeah. I mean, release that bonus material. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> release that short. You know, all of it. Maybe during hiatus. Whenever hiatus is coming. Anyway, um, yeah, I think anything else I want to say about the show, I'm happy to say while watching it. If you want to jump in, jump in. Let's let's play the play the reel, Chloe. Okay, great. Uh, if you are a watch along person with us, um, gather up your recordings of whatever sort. And uh, syncing up together. Uh, Ready? Yep. In three, two, one, click. And we're off again. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we didn't touch at all on the entirety of Tabitha and Jughead and Rayberry and the, the, the communist uh radical sci-fi writer and his um his wife and their flight to Europe and that's actually quite dense now that I'm now that I'm Yeah. He uh, might have had a wife. Yes, that one time we noticed him with a wedding ring on. Yes, yes, you did. You did clock that. Yeah. Well done. That was I intentional. If they- I wonder if they shot that moment in pickups because there was going to be a different plot here. Because he just basically had his hand mm. over his mouth with this ring. I don't know. It just seemed a little obvious to me. Something was weird. I wonder if this conversation about who is sexier than who is in American Graffiti. That, yeah, that that 
could be where this is from, because I this felt out of place and weird. Even these opinions these men ha- hold felt weird for the characters. Um, Archie's insistence. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Um, Uncle Fred is not awful. It's strange. Yeah, he... He's following through on this. He even says this very sweet... Like He does a couple of sweet things this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, just now this thing that he says. Mm-hmm. I'll clean up. That's all right. I'll clean up. And then later um, when he's talking about Reggie, like, it's just very sweet. These, um, these boys are capturing a youthful energy about this so wonderfully. I am loving this kids with toys vibe that they're giving off just so deeply deeply wholesome um stupid dudes who don't know how to talk to each other but found a niche to share found something that clicks like they clearly want to be friends yeah they do uh they are friends and roommates yeah i like it's interesting like i didn't spend a ton of time around moments where I could have overheard teenage boys talking to each other without noticing that I was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what I'm saying is I don't really know how teen boys talk to each other. I only really know it from the movies. Mm. And, but recently I happened to be stood next to a group of teen boys chatting and I was like, these are like, these are kids. These are like big kids and it's yes large cool. goofy children with deep voices yeah and, and anyway it, that, all you're sorts right of insight it, and agency and awareness because kids are important people yeah. but yeah noticing that there is a distinction in in speech and thought in in energy yeah well i guess what i meant to say is that you i agree with you this are the point of that palaver and build up was that i i don't know that i would have said with any confidence oh yeah you're right but i'm kind of feeling like yeah you're right mm-hmm. what is this reference oh oh okay so something i thought was interesting about this scene is it reminded yes. me a bit of the book club scene in uh the earlier seasons where jughead's kind of mm-hmm. the one who's getting mm-hmm. picked on and we okay. have had these book club scenes where we're just watching teens talk about literature and that's really nice Yes, I I enjoyed that they did go in depth. They hit plot points. They hit nuance points that, um, not being familiar with this work, I I don't get. But I um, yeah. it 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 feels like a real conversation, and it makes me much more interested in in these books and these references in this content that they're talking about. Like I think they they um, sneak. A, a, quite a nice little um, core black American lit uh, for beginners reading list into this episode, into these scenes. Yeah. Oh, so something I want to touch on is the fact that the teacher's there. Mm-hmm. I Just as this scene was getting towards the end, right before we saw the teacher, I was like, there is something about this that almost feels like it knows that there are white people watching it. Yeah. And yeah. and the show acknowledges that by sticking a white person in the room who they kind of have to deal with and who's like coughing their throat in the corner. It was very, very meta. And I thought it was really clever and great detail. I I appreciated that that it's I, I sort of wonder if there were some white people in the writer's room who wanted to kind of acknowledge that they contributed to the scene. Maybe. I don't really know. I, I, it just, the, like the white gaze, feeling the white gaze before the white gaze was shown was something Mm -hmm. I felt Mm -hmm. in that scene. And um, I could be wrong about that, but I thought it was a, an -hmm. interesting choice. Anyway, here's someone having a very easy pregnancy and, (laughs) Uh, someone who's going to be... Okay, listen. So if you're playing in the same (laughs) show as Richie Valens, that is a really big deal. Yeah, arguably bigger deal to be opening for him than to be headlining your own thing uh, in some ways. 
Um, I was going. I I I was going to say that um, with Cheryl and and Kevin later, I think we do revisit questions of um, whiteness in in black spaces. Uh, yeah, the concept of of safe space for marginalized groups and and identities. Um, I yeah, I enjoyed the conversation that they had, and I found I I I'm was pleased by how nuanced and multi multi beat it was. Yeah. I want to spend some time with Midge. Like she's walking around a high school pregnant. You know what I mean? Like that's Mhm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got distracted. I am really interested in your point and I want I really want to touch back on it when we get to Cheryl and Kevin and Yes. And I'm 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 also vibing on the Jughead Tabitha once again. I have uh their yeah. chemistry is lovely and their sleuthing together is 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 delighting me. Yeah, the this characterization of Tabitha and this <clears throat> excuse me, characterization of Jughead is um m- much it's interesting. Same actors, they have more chemistry in these characterizations. I think that's interesting. <laughs> agreed, agreed. They're both playing a little bit a little bit caricature and a lot younger. Yeah. They're they're both playing and- much more character. Think. Yeah, and it wasn't that the actors had no chemistry last time. That's not what I mean. I just mean something about mm-hmm. these. Yeah, the the characters they're embodying this time around. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm really vibing on it. This is a great update from Betty. Um, and I I I love these two characters just going out and getting what they want. Yeah, it's interesting that they're still choosing to go to school. <laughs> go on I mean I I probably would have done that but I feel like the thing that is often the case when adults mm-hmm. in their lives are not paying any attention to them mm-hmm. teenagers will choose not to go to school uh, or so I'm told nope, that's, I, a, I, that is, that's a great that's point so far outside of my experience that I really have no idea yeah. <laughs> no that's an excellent point um, yeah but school, I mean, they, for one thing, they may like school, and school may also provide a bit of stability. I think that for some kids whose parents are like, bye, um, coming to school mm-hmm. can, can be very grounding. I don't know. Riverdale High is also clearly kind of a resource hub for the characters. We see Betty yes. and Reggie in the shop later. Um, and Veronica would probably want to be somewhere other than work at some point in her day. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can't flirt. No, you can flirt with boys at work. Also, you 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 shouldn't. But hey, it's the fifties. Yeah, I just want to mention Charles Melton is in some big movie right now that's done really well at Cannes, and uh, yeah, uh, that's cool. It's nice to see someone coming out of this show going to Cannes. It's nice. Yeah, building that um, building that multi multi tiered career with um with more than just the tv fluff yes it's good because i want to see more of these actors next after this year um i i i do think this is a this is a, a tight cast and potentially all of them will continue on to do um some very interesting work yeah that was a very golly gee scene that we just those were golly gee faces extremely golly gee faces yeah a nice gentle conversation of cheryl tony love this sweater on cheryl because it's the sweater that Mm. becomes a granny sweater in several Mm -hmm, generations mm -hmm. because these women are still wearing them oh you're right oh that's lovely (laughs) what's your tail nightingale yeah the 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 whole like cheryl has blown past her inhibitions and is so completely into tony and tony's the one figuring out her her damage and her pacing i'm i'm enjoying that i'm enjoying that that subtle flip that also lets cheryl um establish in this world a lot of her um better attributes better character traits um yeah that I, I I think we otherwise would not have 
seen in this frame. Yeah. In this reset. You know, something I notice about Vanessa Morgan's acting that I never say Mm -hmm. is that she's really understated and she's very, very natural. And I always believe Mm -hmm. her whenever she's Mm -hmm. talking. Yes. Um, And a little bit in contrast to much of the stylization of the other characters, but in a way it was very, very within the world. Like, like she doesn't, she doesn't stand out from the world. Um, Yeah. Just about any time I see Rashida Jones in something, I, she's a fantastic actor, but I oft so often feel like you don't fit in this world. Like watching Parks and Rec, I don't know Parks and Rec in the office. I, her character feels weirdly out of sync in vibe so often yeah, to me. Um, this is like the good version show. of that, is what I'm trying. What I'm. Oh, at. that's cool. <laughs> no offense, to Gosh, Rashida all these Jones. Tight shots. Yes. Oh, you're right. And with um, yeah. They're very pretty, and this is a little bit different. I don't recall yeah. that look of, of the intense close-ups being quite. Yeah, yeah, and the lights, the lights, really sympathetic. Like it's very natural. Our reds and blues are sort of. Yeah, I feel like it's like we're with these characters, hyper focused on each other, with with a soft, soft blur lens. Uh, with the gentlest sort of yeah. best view. We're in Jughead's writing nook, by the way, in the apartment he lives in with Tabitha. It's the same apartment. Oh, oh you're right. Oh, well called. Well spotted. Jane. Jane. 1948. No, I think the woman's name is June. The yeah. love letters. Gosh. Mr. Rayberry managed to live significantly more uh more story space for the given he how quickly he died than I That's true. I was also just gonna comment on the fact that these teenagers go ahead and read the love letters. Is that <laughs> not a thing you would do? <laughs> of course I would be tempted to, but I would probably only do it if they were both dead. One of them's still alive. Mm. Well, Jughead doesn't do boundaries. We've seen that. Well, neither does Tabitha, apparently. She's the one who says what June's love letters are about. <laughs> right. She had pre-screened them. Yeah. All fair. All, all's game with the dead man. Whole life is open to them. Feel, the sheriff said so. Like this character has had to do a lot of acting with a phone. We had the phone call to Toledo mm. from the first season. Oh, yeah. And there's a phone call between him and Archie. Uh, oh, no, I'm getting mixed up. Sorry, I'm thinking of a different moment. No phone. I just but feel like he's acted into a phone a lot. Yes. actor on this show. The, the pacing and rhythm of that is is tight. Yeah. Um, we feel we feel both sides of the conversation quite well. I am um I love how normal his hat has become for me. It's bizarre. Oh yeah. It's just the hat the jughead wears. It's just the hat that jughead wears. It looks as if it's not weird. That was such an adolescent line that they gave Kevin. He's like a magician, <laughs> but with his words. <laughs> well, that was very sweet. Just idiots in love. So something I want to name here is this desire by white people to get into black spaces. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting that they let sort of a competitiveness almost exist between the two white partners of two black people in this same club. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and two two very different experiences of entering entering this someone else's space. Yeah, examples um, and baggage, baggages. Yeah, oh, those faces just, are huge. Yeah, I'm peachy. I just am more th- worried about my car than about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of their faces are so big and expressive. 
That's true. Oh, yeah, at least close shots. This is so interesting. It's very pretty. This... It's very pretty. It's Big true. hand talking. <laughs> Our pinks and blues are back, but it's sort of, they've managed to settle it into sort of this dusty, rosy color almost. Anyway. Yes, agreed. I haven't quite bought the White Worm resettled as, as a coffee shop. It it feels doesn't feel maybe I'm my my sense of coffee shop is biased by the Starbucks era. Like what was a speakeasy coffee shop of the fifties like? It's feeling very bar like. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. This is a book I've been meaning to read for a while. It gets referenced in um, American History X mm. very briefly. Right. It's just, it's a really famous, important novel. It's not like Riverdale and American History X are the two places that Native Son is mentioned. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say here. Right. Rather but, than they, they, they picked a, a, a pretty significant piece of, piece yeah. of canon from, of, of books they could have chosen. And talk to this is it. such a weird scene. What is like? Is it's so intense? Aren't you trying to be Fred? Like, even Reggie even asked him if he's grounded. <laughs> oh man. Yes. No. You're right. He really is dadding out here. You what? On the freeway? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I accepted yeah. and appreciated once again circling around Archie's insecurities related to Archie and his father and the mementos and memory of like that's a that's that's a grief we keep revisiting with with fresh new faces and I'm always here for it. Yeah. So serious these close <laughs> close face shots serious 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 he has deep intense said eye a serious contact. Thing. <laughs> These guys are so intense about the cars. Yeah. But slash their dad slash their freedom in a small American town. Really yeah. the ability to go anywhere. I had my first experience of being in an Uber in a self-driving car. Oh, bizarre. Yeah. The Uber driver thing, didn't Canada have his yet. hands on the wheel and the car braked. Huh. It was it was strange. It wasn't terrible, but it was strange. Now anyway. and it's, uh, the future's now and it's bizarre. <laughs> now and it's bizarre. Um. Anyway, I th Fred did a piece of good parenting here. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Fake Fred. Yeah. Not Fred. Mm. And they commiserate. I love how. We had Lollipop playing in that scene where, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with all of Betty's fantasies, or how yeah. often she thinks about sex, and she's just been on this date and she's frustrated about it. She's sucking a lollipop. I see what they did there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I um, I'm appreciating on the second pass, especially how balanced this show is for their for their ensemble. Um, they do really manage to use most of their cast, um, most of their core cast, um, even Fid, Midge, even Fangs and Midge, oh. um, get some Ooh. screen time and some presence. Uh, like some some actual, their friends doing things with each other presence. You know, she's third wheeling it with uh, Cheryl and Tony to the concert. And yeah. that's delightful. And Midge Clump. We're not at that scene yet, but I enjoyed that that immensely. That one, that yeah, one. that was cute. The, the, whoever decided, hey, let's bring Midge back to populate our high school. Fantastic choice. Justice for Midge. Stop fridging <laughs> women. Unserial kill her, please. Yeah. Cool, and a bunch of hate crimes that were just pretty pretty normal, and are awkwardly pretty normal. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Jughead. Jughead learns about some horrible realities. Yeah. But doesn't um but then kind of just processes it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
forgot that Paris was safer for interracial couples. Yeah, in this well, era. certainly an extremely different um, set of challenges with the, the African diaspora. And sure, the, I'm not not the American model. Yeah, making it out to be a utopia by any means, but I, I had forgotten yeah. that it was somewhere to go. That comparatively was chill. There's Acknowledging that the bar was so low it was in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and they appear at the jalopy. Ta-da! Oh man, just mm-hmm. a tip-top coat on both of them, mm-hmm. but Betty in particular here. Josephine Baker, that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Notable black, black musician and historical figure who her story of a second life in Paris, sort of. This is fantastic. Yeah. There is a uh, wonderful one-woman show about Josephine Baker, Baker called Josephine by a wonderful creator whose name I cannot remember that tours the country <laughs> periodically. It is a great, great show. I saw it on... It's been on the fringe circuit. It's been all sorts mm. of places. It's a great, great, great show. In the vein of having a, a casual black lit culture discussion group. Mm. Um but also two white people completely talking about and ignoring the subject. Back to the back to the back to the book club, gang. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. Uh all roads lead to play. I love that they did not make Cheryl articulate. Um yes. I thought that was a good choice that she wasn't magically perfect at this but did um i don't did, know that did i would up, believed it she did own up the the similarity of her own family like this this line where she she saw her own family in the the villainous family of the story um i thought that was a good insight but yeah how how she how they let her deliver it as you said was a, a nice clumsiness yeah, and you know, she's she gets called on it. She gets called mm-hmm. on the fact that this is the only black writer she's ever read and good. Mhm. Um and Clay Clay provides a good list. Yeah, it's interesting. This is very generous. They're very they're very generous with the two white people in the room here and I I always have question marks around that. That always makes me wonder if there are like white writers who are writing this scene. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe that's maybe that's another maybe I'm also saying a racism and saying that you know what I mean like maybe that's yeah. an unfair assumption of mine. I'm, I mean, it's all it can also be a, a a somewhat white take on racism and the experience of race. Like, yeah, white people got to sort this stuff out too. In particular, we made it. Yeah, I make it, but um, I I enjoy the nuance that they they go they build to that they end on that cheryl backs away from this space um it, she doesn't need to be in she i think learns she doesn't need to be present in it um and finds other ways to meaningfully connect with tony um while giving tony her space yeah it, it felt like yeah i like where it ends yeah. as a relationship beat right. and as a as a, a, a an equity dynamics beat yeah it's interesting to the the what we learn about why brad rayberry was in the um institution and why he checked out the communist party these are all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um interesting from riverdale which has shown some working class solidarity in the past, acknowledging, yes. you know, veterans coming home with trauma and then uh, someone who's living through the explosion of the 30s being interested in communism. Like these are very true to life working class experiences that Riverdale is touching on and also noting that a police officer villainizes this character over these things. 
I just mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. think it was a these are good choices. I mean, obviously, I think they're yeah. good choices. They're aligned with my politics. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah. um, I liked these it's, choices. I guess would be a better thing to say. Agreed. Agreed. It was good. A good expression. Yeah, and, um, this was good. Yeah, I like this choice for Cheryl. Yeah, it it felt like a respectful, mature choice to um, build a healthy relationship with boundaries and separate space and also enthusiasm to come back together and talk about that stuff. Like, yeah. a lot of good beats here in, in relationship management. I hope these two are happy. I know they're going to be happy. It's it's stupid. Riverdale's going to wish fulfill me. It's it's it is promised, right? Yes. So, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. Concert we never get to see, alas. Yeah, I yeah I wish we had. Which, it's interesting. I, I, go ahead. I don't always wish we had when we do get these random sometimes slightly overly long musical sequences i don't always wish we had but in this time i in its absence i wish we had yeah and sweet romance story to percolate in these two young people and and parallel their feelings and lives and and stir them and end their and, and this beat story and really confirm that uh this dude didn't kill himself yeah i uh i know i'm supposed to be paying attention to the important plot point she's delivering but mm. the lipstick they've put on this actress is just going off it's a great lipstick <laughs> <laughs> um Always room yeah. to comment on on design brilliance. Yeah, I really like a good design too. This actor is also really wonderful. She's, I think, I think it's her, and not the lighting is able to kind of hold tears just at the bottom of her eyes. I love mm. like there's some wonderful control there. It's really lovely. Yes, ag- agreed. Uh, she delivers a, a strong, like she appears for a scene delivers yeah. a really complete uh rounding emotionally satisfying beat to this story the, the, the yeah closing i love i love that where there's an actor who's there for an episode or at least it seems like only an episode and you mm-hmm. uh and they're great like i love that <laughs> when it works it works right yeah and this show has done that before. There's definitely been episodes before where an actor has appeared for an episode. And I've been like, oh, hope hope they're somewhere having a, a great career. Abs- yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. um, right, right, the murder. Right, this guy was murdered. Yeah. Circling back to that. Yeah. <sighs> And permission from the deceased family is better than some cop saying, hey, help me do my job. Yes. Also, (laughs) I wonder if she knows that they're teenagers. Hmm. Because I feel like we're starting to stray into people cheating the teens like adults. Hmm. A touch. A touch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously that's undercut with these two car crazy teenage boys. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all the pink stuff that they've put Betty in in this episode is just delightful. Some great vintage cuts to this episode. Yeah. Uh, we're still going to the show, I hope. We should boogie. <laughs> <laughs> And the deep, contrived, goofy rivalry tension. Um, yes. I remember how much this didn't work for me back in season one. And I know that was a different actor also. But yes. um, that was also such a different take on Archie at the time. Yes. Definitely. I, I like this much more. 
Oh, they've got this actor in a great pink coat, too. Oh, man, they're really, there's a lot of pink in this episode, and it's all really working for me. Sorry, carry on. You know, the costume team is thriving. Um, The hats they're getting to put on people. That hat. I know, it's a great hat. A little pearl pin in there. a bleeding hat. So good. Um, (sighs) Yeah, you were saying the competition between Reg and Archie. Reg, Reggie and Archie. It, it feels so much more um, cheerfully in scale. Like, there's there's bad things in the world. It's not the main plot. Their, yeah. Their relationship is kept in scale as these two guys who, who live together. And there's bigger stuff in the world. Yes. There are moments, and I, I, I might be misremembering season one but i'm remembering bits of teen rivalry being played with the same seriousness as life and death oh yeah and i i think this there's more there's more um more depth uh more dip different depths in play here perhaps and uh running out of gas yeah also they're cold oh right there's no gas light mm-hmm. and there's in no, cars like yeah. these i assume question mark <laughs> probably not there might yeah certainly nothing detailed um and yeah this is this is such a pre-cell phone problem or such a pre-cell phone so set of solutions to this problem yes yeah i uh let's go for a walk let's just go, for, go a walk. for a walk you're fine, right? You're fine. <laughs> and it's cold out. Oh, dear. Great date outcome. Exactly what they were looking for here. I'm yeah. Certain. You know, it's interesting. We've spent a lot of... Um, uh, oh, continuity error. Uh, he was over the white line in the last shot, and he was on this <laughs> side of it in the shot before and the shot after. Anyway... Free uh, <clears throat> uh, what was I going to say? Um, we've had a lot of dark by the side of the road drama in this show. And here these two guys are just having a fight. Yeah, yeah. it's very light drama. It's also um, fairly well lit. Like, I vaguely know what they're doing. Notable in the, the current era of many low lit, low, 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 low lit night scenes. Um, but also sometimes films do things that look good in a theater and bad on your television and CW is making this for my itty bitty screen. So there is a difference. Yes, that's true. In the expectation. I was, um, I was a little afraid they were going to get hit by a car. Yes. I mean, fair. (laughs) <laughs> yes and take it right back up, pick up the two guys we see fighting on the side of the road that is the top of everyone's <laughs> list uh just this like goofy wrestling <laughs> this goofy angry yeah. wrestling and salvation yeah Tony topaz mitch clump <laughs> and uh, i like this- <laughs> This is such a fun trio and then a, a fun quintet. Yeah, this so night good. out, this whole missing concert looks like it was it would, was a blast. Yeah, and this <laughs> I love that Midge is wearing a, a, a scarf over her hair. It's very sensible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sensible In the no-cab cars that everyone has. <laughs> It was so funny. Something about the way this scene is lit and the fact that they've like done the, oh, we're just friends, a scene before. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. I just had a little moment. Something the show does for me is this. And I just had this moment where like, gosh, I'd love to sit at a bar and have a milkshake with someone I liked. <laughs> like it just like, mm. they just look so like warm mm-hmm. and rosy and young and happy and interested in what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Interested in each other. Yeah. With a big thing to talk about, with a big puzzle together, um, where apparently, uh, 
Yes. We're. Hmm. What? Nothing. I just got lost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. Try, trying to figure out what's happening with the with the the bus plot that we we talked over with the. Oh yes. Trip back with with Mrs. Till. Yeah, I wonder if this actor just wasn't able to make some of the shoot or something. Anyway. Yeah. I don't Assuming know. we won't we see her, her for on a, a bus episodes. a lot. Yeah. Great, great bit of Pops time here. I love when yeah. Pops gets to fix things just just by being being a community elder. Yeah. And just a just a nice old guy. Yeah. He's like, okay, you don't have to hug me. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) We're not that close. Take the car. Yeah. (laughs) And then some nice soulful bonding. Yeah. The kind of lanky walking down the street chatting and like, and the car with the cars going by that, that vibe struck me as a little bit American graffiti. Oh, I might need to yeah. like, circle back to it because this is also something Riverdale does frequently. But um, yeah, I yeah. there's a, yeah, this is a nice scene, a, very sweet. It's a deep sense of American period. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry, yeah. Riverdale gang just got me mid yawn there. Mm, Not because I'm bored, just because I'm tired of beef soup soup can. <laughs> I thought that was a funny. I thought that was a really funny line. Yes, um, the recognition that our wider community with many shared interests and, and things and more friends is good. Yeah, more friends. More is good. friends is more. Also, good. I like. I like that not everybody is automatically friends. I feel like everybody was kind mm. of friends in the last few seasons, but Reggie kind of doesn't yeah, know yeah, who yeah, Jughead yeah. is. Yeah, and why would he? Yeah, it's true. Negative interaction. None. Jughead is a part-timer who is gone after school. You know, if if the if if Betty and Veronica had still been waiting here, they probably would have been pretty annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, it's for everyone's benefit. I did worry the car mightn't might not be there, but that was fine. yes, or have a body in it. You never know with this show. <laughs> just being cool, just walking through my high school with a guitar on my back. Hey, remember when Fangs almost died? Remember when? Like, I was um, sure that they just killed Fangs. It was like season two or three. It was fake out Jughead death. Oh, I don't remember that at all. I remember I'm, that they killed Kevin's first serpent boyfriend. Yes. Kevin's lost more boyfriends. Yeah. Um, I wish we'd gotten this concert. I'm annoyed. Maybe. I mean, that was a big expensive shot. They're doing yeah. a lot of two for talking heads here. We're in a we're in an NC season CW budget. We'll save our save our big guns. Yeah. Also, I really loved how adolescent this sh- this moment was. Like Midge's little shriek yeah, and yeah, her like yeah. the biggest show of your career. Like it's just sweet. Yes. Pink. Another we got another pink. This is a very innocent episode. Lots of pink. Yes, and showing it showing it in the design. Uh, this period shop is lovely. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, well. I, I forgot Reggie in his car is a thing, but no, yeah, this feels very complete, very, very, very rounded now. Yeah. And Betty is. Yeah, she's certainly <laughs> not wearing pink now. She is very much the, the right choice for this favor. Yeah. This is a funny little power play. Like, what's Reggie do? Or was this Betty who was like. If Archie gets a bit jealous, he'll be a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's something yeah. in this this tension with the four of them. There's, yeah, there's I... there's there's tension lines. That, there's a lot of there's a lot of small tension lines connecting them in, se- in several different ways. Yeah, I love how Reggie's just like everything's fine, right? Smile, <laughs> smile, smile. <laughs> uh, 
I had no idea where this scene was going. What a wild way to to give Jughead a strange, strange hint. Yes. Just this this somewhat crazy looking, like just eccentric neighbor. Her her cat really needs milk. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get it from the dead guy. He's got milk. This actor looked vaguely familiar, but yeah, who just knows? a delightful, a delightful ridiculousness. Yeah, well trained cat too, and great vintage fridge. Oh. oh my god! Yes, that just floopy cat, just so chill. That I mean, yeah. that it's like is that a stuffy? No, I think that's a cat still. No, the paw just <laughs> moved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, creepy milkman. Just a little bit of the weird, 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 weird. Yeah, he's got sort of a Pee Wee Herman quality, this guy. Mm. I just, he, mm. I wonder what character he is. That cat's face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the, it's the, the, the big surreal twist Um, that we're, that is coming, that is coming, that is coming, that is building yeah. and building and building. Uh, and here we end just like in the thick of it. Yeah. Again. I um you you mentioned earlier, uh, before we were recording how this like this episode picks up in the moment, in the scene. And yeah. it also kind of ends in a moment in the scene. There's there's a tight there's this a sense of continuous time. Yeah. These are a sequence totally. of events without big pause between. Yeah. It's almost like the show is going to keep being about time. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I say that like, I don't mean actually mean that nastily or sarcastically. Like, I think that our last episode was very like, this show is about time, by the way. <laughs> and now we're back to, the show is still about time, you know. Just, yeah, normal level, level subtext motifs. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. satisfying to rewatch, and I'm really ready for things to pop off because yes. there's something so weird bubbling. Yeah, what? When is the pop? When's it gonna pop? Maybe next week. I'm ready. I'm ready for a pop. Yes, ditto. I'm anticipating it, and it will be all the sweeter for the the super slow simmer. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good summer. I have to say, this front half of the episode, really, or the episode, the season, really enjoying. Hmm. Slow, but in a nice way. Small, in a good, positive, enjoyable way. Rescaled down to some sweet stories that we can just have fun with before we circle back to the murder. Two now. (laughs) Two murders. Three. 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 Who's the third one? Well, both both of Ethel's parents. Oh yes, that's true. Double murder yeah. and single murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we let's call leave it that till next week? Riverdale gang. Yeah. Till then, gang. Let's hope for more weird. Bye. See you soon.